Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Finnamore, owner of WorkFitMe Mobile Concierge Physical Therapy. The goal of this podcast is to help busy Maine professionals attain the mental, emotional, and physical strength necessary to fulfill their true purpose in life. I have a passion for sharing my true purpose with others. Join me as I discuss holistic health and wellness tips with my friends, colleagues, and even heroes and mentors to help you strengthen your true purpose in life. Let's go. Welcome in everybody to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. So excited to have you joining me here this week. These interviews this summer here just keep rolling right along and really excited to bring another really interesting, really intriguing interview, uh, something that I'm really excited to learn about here today um, and, and excited to bring you all the information as well. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for stopping by and listening. Really hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoy interviewing these fabulous people and getting this information out to you so that we can all live a happier, healthier, and wealthier life and strengthen our true purpose in life. And if you're a returning listener, Thank you so much as well. Really happy to have you back here. I hope you find as much value out of these episodes as I do in in doing them and putting them out there for people. Um, So without further ado, let's get to today's guest. I am joined uh, by Dr. John Dorman, who is a neurosurgeon uh, with 18 years experience who lives in West Texas with his wife and five children. Aside from being a neurosurgeon and running his own practice, he also writes code and develops apps on the side as a bit of a passion project that help him and people like him fill a need or fix a problem in the way that they deliver care to their patients. Uh, Dr. Dorman, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast here. Well, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be on it. Yeah, great. Well, and, and I'm excited to talk about this because you and I were chatting a little bit before we started recording here, uh, and 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 talking about how the the multiple different apps that you've developed have sort of led almost uh, uh, to a culmination uh, to to what you're doing now uh, with what's called the BoltNav app. So, talk to me a little bit about what that process of writing code and developing these apps has been like, and how it's led you to developing uh, BoltNav. Um. Well, I really enjoy programming. One of the things I like about it is it gives me the opportunity to create things and, and make things. And I think, you know, we all have a, a passion to create, uh, to make things, to make our lives better, to make other people's lives better. Mm-hmm. And I started coding probably about 10 years ago, maybe, and first developed an app uh, to help my kids practice the piano Mm. and developed another one to help them get ready for school. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's frustrating at times, but it, it's a really enjoyable uh, pastime. And then a couple years ago, I thought about developing an app to help me in surgery. So I'll give you a little background, and you mm. um, are probably familiar with this. Some of your listeners may not be, but I do a lot of spine surgery. Mm. And in some of the surgery that I do, you have to – do what's called a fixation, a fusion. Mm. And you do that by putting pedicle screws in the patient's spine to help stabilize your spine. Mm. Now, as you might imagine, getting the screws in the right spot is extremely important. Mm. So for many, many years, surgeons would use, they would freehand it or use a a C-arm, just a a simple x-ray. But then larger companies developed these very expensive systems 
called navigation systems to help surgeons put the screw in the right spot. And while they do work fairly well, they're very expensive. Mm. Not a lot of hospitals can afford them. If the hospitals can't afford them, they can only afford one. In hospitals in smaller served areas or in other countries, simply can't afford it. So I thought, well, what if I could make my own navigation system using an iPhone? Mm. So I got to work on it, um, tested out the phone, the gyroscope. It uses a gyroscope accelerometer. Um, and over the years, developed this app to help uh, me put screws in patients' back more accurately and more safely. Mm. And so I thought, well, if it works for me, it would probably work for other people as well. Mm. So then I began the process of, you know, commercializing it, securing patents on it. And the, the main thing you need to commercialize any medical app, of course, is FDA approval. Mm. So that's what we're in the process of seeking right now. And that's sort of a Reader's Digest version of how this came to be. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think that's fantastic. And it, another thing you and I were, were, were chatting about prior, prior to coming on here is, uh, um, it, you know, with, with advances in medical technology, you know, being able to take advantage of that and deliver a higher level of care to, to people that, that is safer is fantastic, especially when, um, uh, when it's to that point, it's specifically in, in, in back pain where surgery is needed, you know, the conservative treatment isn't working. Surgery is needed. Yeah. Let's make it safer and, and, and use some of that technology to our ad- advantage. So uh, talk to me just a little bit. I, 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 we could very easily get into the, get into the weeds a little bit, Dr. Dorman, about some of the, uh, shop talk, I guess we'll call it about how this app actually works, but kind of comparing, what the app does compared to those more expensive, bigger navigation systems out there that don't allow you to just use an iPhone mm-hmm. to, to accomplish this. What was the, what was the big thing that um, really allowed you to, to do this technology within an, within an iPhone versus having a bigger system that's more widely used out there? Well, I think some couple things is the, the, the progress that the technology has made over the last 20 years you know, if you think about it, computers, when they first came out, were huge. They were the size of a car or the size of a room. And they got smaller and smaller. And they got to the point where most businesses could afford them. Mm. Then they got to the point where most people could afford them. And now they're at the point where we carry them around in our hand, and that's the iPhone. Mm. And the iPhone has all this processing power that was not available when people started making these first navigation systems. Mm. It has a camera. It has a high-resolution display, a graphics processor, a CPU, a gyroscope, an accelerometer, all of that packed into a small little package Mm. that we simply didn't have 15, 20 years ago. So with harnessing that technology and also thinking outside the box, that is, instead of using a reference frame that's attached to the patient like these other systems do, we use the gravity vector Mm. and the gyroscope built into the phone allows us to use the gravity vector. And that's one of the key components of this navigation system. Mm. And because the iPhones are, are, are relatively inexpensive compared to a million dollar piece of machinery mm. and very portable, then this can be used all over the world. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And I, I think that's another important point to, to hit on here a little bit is the availability of it, right? Like you have to be a certain sized healthcare system 
to be able to afford some of the technology that that helps surgeons do what your app helps them do uh, just to be able to afford that 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 sort of luxury so i'm guessing this is going to be a little bit uh, easier to to reach you know something comes to mind i'm 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 based here in in maine and uh, some of the neurosurgeons that i would refer people to are at a much smaller healthcare system up, right. up, up here so the ability for people in those offices to have access to something like this must be a big part of some of the inspiration behind you doing this aside from you know it working so well for you that geez this must be something that'll work well for other surgeons that do what i do as well yeah and it's exciting to to think about this getting into the hands of so many different people and just raising the, the, the standard of care for so many patients who otherwise wouldn't have access to it. Sure. Yeah. So um, speaking of that a, a little bit, I know you mentioned uh, how you're able to use the iPhone to help the technology. Uh, how specifically is it really guiding you in a, in a more direct way? way uh, where where does this uh where does this technology point you to in the patient to make sure that those screws are being placed exactly where they need to be to get the best results that you're looking for for your patients well so that's a good question so how it works basically is the surgeon in the or takes a picture of the ct of the level to be operated on we'll say l4 in this case mm-hmm. so the axial ct or mri takes up one photo of that then takes one photo of the x-ray, the lateral L-spine, and takes a photo of that and saves them. <clears throat> and then the, the iPod touch or the iPhone is placed in a sterile bag and on the field, the surgeon brings up the anatomy, points to where they want that screw to be, adjusts the trajectory of that screw in the CT and the lateral x-ray. And then in the OR, you attach it to a piece of equipment and using the gyroscope and the accelerometer, the phone will point you in the right direction and give you the perfect trajectory up to one degree of accuracy. Wow. Wow. So yeah, really cool. Yeah. So, so basically you're using it to sort of overlay images on top of the patient, essentially looking down on the, on the patient and we'll, we'll tell you here, here on this live patient that we're looking at right now, this is where you, this is where you'll put those screws. Yeah, it breaks down down those images and gives, you know, from those two angles, it gives you a, a vector. Wow. And then it points you in the right vector. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so um, I know you said it's in the FDA approval process right now. When might it get through that process? And, and how are hospitals going to be able to get a hold of this technology and, and start using it to help their patients? We hope to have FDA approval soon. You know, perhaps this year. It's hard to say. Mm. Um, they're a bit unpredictable. Yeah. So a little busy we, right now, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. And you know, we so, so we don't have a really firm idea mm. of when that will happen. Then once that happens, then we can start approaching hospitals. Surgeons have already reached out to us asking about it, and we've had to tell them no. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What um, you know, you so you've done. Roughly how many back surgeries would you say you've done in your career, Dr. Dorman? I have done over 4,600 surgeries, mm. not all back surgeries. I would say, if I had to guess, 2,000, 
maybe 2,000 back surgeries. Yeah. And how do you, how does the placement of those screws impact people's recovery within the, within the window after surgery? Oh, I mean, if they're in the, if they're not placed correctly, they could cause pain, bleeding, nerve damage, spinal cord damage. I mean, it's a big deal. They got to be in the right place. And if they're not, then you, you know, aside from causing all those problems, you have to return to the OR. It adds their length of stay goes up, their hospitalization goes up. So, you know, if it's done properly, the results obviously are so much better and the patients, you know, get out of the hospital so much faster and they get their lives back faster. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and especially with nerve tissue, the, the long-term results you know, the, the, the long-term improvement I'm sure is pretty significantly impacted. If some of those things you just mentioned happen, if those screws are not exactly where they, where they, where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, that's, that's what you're looking for when you go into surgery, right? If that's the, if that's where that patient really needs to be to, to, to take care of their problems, you definitely want that, um, want that, want that working for them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so that uh, that kind of brings me to to a uh, another question for you as far as where you where you hope this thing this thing goes because it's it's as you said kind of started as a as a passion project something you were looking to help you uh, give the results to your patients that you're looking for avoid uh, having them back back in an in, in an OR for something that could be avoided in the first place. Where do you hope that the BoltNav app goes? Where where do you hope that it will be that it will be used? Well, in addition to the U.S., I'm hoping it'll be used all over the world because mm. this surgery is being done worldwide. Mm. And so, you know, I'd like to see every patient who's having this type of surgery, you know, have access to spinal navigation. That's mm. what I would like to see. Yeah. How in the sort of uh, in the, the rank of different types of spinal surgeries, how common is the type of surgery that the BoltNav app will help surgeons complete successfully? You know, the, the volume keeps increasing as, you know, their population ages. And this is something that, you know, older people, um, there's a surgery older people have. And, you know, a couple of years ago, it was, you know, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but, you know, hundreds of thousands of these surgeries are performed in the U.S. annually. Mm. And even more, you know, when you include worldwide figures, it's probably double that. Yeah. Yeah. So fairly, fairly common, especially in the age groups that are probably more likely to wind up needing a back surgery to begin with to avoid prolonged nerve damage that really affects their function in their daily life and their safety in their daily mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's fantastic. Um, and the, obviously the idea came from, from you know your your experience and and wanting to to uh solve solve a bit of a a, a bit of a problem um was uh, aside from the the financial piece of it was some of the access to some of the technology out there similar to this but that's also much more ex- expensive part of this as well because i'm guessing the access to those million dollar pieces of technology here in the US is a little better than it is uh, in, in other parts of the world. It is. Spinal navigation is used more uh, frequently in the U.S. than it is in other parts of the world. Mm. 
because aside from the cost of the machines, they have to, have to be serviced on a regular basis. Mm. So there's people in the U.S. to service them. If you have a machine in, say, Argentina or Chile, then it may be much more difficult to have someone go down there and service it. Yeah. As well as availability of the parts. Sure, sure. Which, uh, you know, supply chain, need we say more? Um, <laughs> we know what that looks like right now. Um, well, fantastic. If, if people are looking for more information or to, like, stay up to date on uh, the the BoltNav app and its FDA approval and, and things like that, what's the easiest way for, for them to to do that? That would be to go to our website, uh, www.boltnav.com. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and that would have all the uh, information they would need. Uh, there's not, you know, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not approved for, has not been approved by the FDA. So we cannot, we can't market it. This mm. is just an information only um, sure. page. Sure, yeah. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll make sure people, if they want more information about it, how it works um, and, and and more information, we will make sure we have that web address in the show notes so that people can easily access it. And I have just, just two more questions here. Uh, but before I do that, uh, Dr. Dorman, uh, aside from your 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 career, you, you know, your passion for helping people through the through the work that you do and and your passion for coding, programming, and developing developing these apps. What other types of things do you do you like to do, uh, you know, for enjoyment, for fun, to uh, to get out there and um, be able to find some some enjoyment uh, in, in life yourself, aside from helping people find that. You know, uh, I spend time with my family. I enjoy reading. I uh, play the piano when I have time. Uh, I enjoy skiing in the winter, and I enjoy hiking. So yeah. those are the, the things I enjoy doing. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of wondered about the piano thing because I know you said you developed an app for helping your kids learn learn piano. So yeah, I wondered if you if you played yourself. Why don't If you don't mind, why don't you talk about the couple other apps you've developed if people can find those on their app store as well? Yeah, one's called uh, Repertoire, and it is an app to uh, help children and the piano players in the Suzuki program. I don't know if you're familiar with the Suzuki Institute or the Suzuki Method. But it's a method that um, first developed in Japan in the early part of the 20th century, um, where you it involves listening in addition to reading music. Mm. And our children take piano and they use the Suzuki method. So I made an app to help with that. It has the songs on there and they can listen to them and rewind them and play them. I developed a mortgage app as my first app because I wanted one and all the ones I found online, they would invariably connect you to a bank or someone who's trying to loan you money. But I didn't want that. I just wanted a simple app. Mm. So I made one and it was a good one to make as your first app because it's not super complicated. Mm. Uh, but I've had that on the store probably since 2013. Um, and then I make an app for the Colorado Suzuki Institute for their summer program that they have every year where it has all the kids in their class schedules and data about their, you know, what's going on in the camp. And I did that sort of as a um, volunteer work for the Institute and that's on the app store. Of course, if you're not registered for the camp, it's not going to do you much good. (laughs) But then the last app I made was it works on the TV 
and it's a TV OS, the Apple TV, mm-hmm. and it's a, it helps kids get ready for school by displaying a clock and giving them the segments of when they should be getting dressed or brushing their teeth and, you know, something simple to help the kids out. Yeah. And then, of course, there's this uh, Vault Navigation app. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, yeah, people should definitely be on the lookout. I, I, I like the idea of, of having something up that sort of, like you said, broadcasts even out on the TV, like, okay, we should be doing this next. Check the, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> especially with someone like yourself with, uh, with, with, with five, five children. I'm, I'm sure it's hard to, uh, uh, I have a hard enough time keeping my three-year-old in, in line, let alone, mm-hmm. let alone a three-year-old and, you know, Lord knows how many other kids scamping around the house. So that's, uh, I think that's a really cool, really cool tool. Um, awesome. Well, before we wrap up here, Dr. Dorman, I just have two more questions for you that I like to ask every, every guest that comes on the podcast here. So the first one is what is your definition of strength? I think my definition of strength would be having the discipline to set goals and meet those goals. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. And uh, w- w- the the last question I have for you is what is your true purpose in life? I think that my true purpose in life is to be a good husband and father and uh, take good care of my patients. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, really excited for all your patients and but hopefully the patients worldwide that'll be able to take advantage of the bolt nav app. Once that hits the FDA approval and is out on the market Uh, again, website for all that. uh, If you want to learn more about that will be in the show notes so you can stay updated on all things bolt navigation uh, from Dr. John Dorman. Dr. Dorman, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to, to chat with me. Real excited to see where this goes for you. Uh, And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it as well. Of course, my pleasure. And for all you out there, if you found value in this episode, please be a friend and tell a friend. Share it with someone you know, love, care about, and respect who will find value in it too. And until next time, we'll see you back here on the Strength for Your Purpose podcast next week. Go make it a great week, everybody. Mm